This week, the Yidin in Eretz Yisrael started to ask for rain. And of course, there is a nice story in the Gemara, Maseches Yuma, that talks about the beginning of the rain season. Welcome to another episode of En Yaakov, Beyond the Story. In Maseches Yuma, Daftun Gimel Amud Beis, the Gemara talks about the tefillah of the Kohen Godel on Yom Kippur, that he did in the Kodesh Kodashim. And yeah, he's actually in this holiest place on the holiest of days. Him, the Kohen Godel, the holiest of men, is asking for very, very physical things. Very Gashmiziki needs of the people. Um, that the year should be fruitful and abundant and um, it shouldn't be dry, they should rain. And then he finishes by saying, do not pay attention to the tefillahs of the travelers, which means, Rashi explains, that people who travel will daven that no rain should come down, but yet the people need the rain, so don't pay attention to the tefillahs of the travelers. Right after this statement, the Gemara tells the following story. Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa avakazil ba'ucha, Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa was traveling on the road. Shada mitra ale, rain came upon him. Omari, Bonashaloilom, he says to Hashem, Kolailom Kuloi Benachas, Vichanina Betzar, the whole world is at peace, Benachas, and Hanina is suffering. Pasak Mitro, the rain stopped. Kyosa Levese, when he reached his house, Omari, Bonashaloilom, Kolailom Kuloi Betzar, Vichanina Benachas, he says, Ibnashaloilom, the whole world is suffering because it's not raining. And Hanina Benachas, Hanina is, is fine, is at peace. Asa Mitro, the rain came. The rain started again. Rashi explained, Hanina Benachas, She'en Lizriya Besados. Rabbi Hanina was one who only learned Torah. He didn't have any land, didn't work in agriculture. So for him, whether it rains or it doesn't rain, didn't make any difference. So he says, however, everybody else needs the rain. I am home and I don't even have any, um, any fields and it's not raining. So the world is suffering and me, I'm, I'm just fine. That's not right. So then Hashem indeed brought in the rain. The Gemara concludes with a statement of Rav Yosef. Amar Rav Yosef, what does the tefillah of the Kohen Gadol and Yom Kippur helps in front of Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa? What he's saying is that didn't help that the Kohen Gadol will daven, should, that Hashem shouldn't listen to the travelers, because Hashem did listen to Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa, because such a tzaddik that even the tefillah of Kohen Gadol is not enough. Of course, we need to understand um, what, 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 is, what is the point of the story? But besides generally the general idea of the story, we also need to pay attention to some of the details. Bichlal, uh, the general idea of the story, or the general question we could have on the story is, a question the Marsha is asking, and he's saying, such a tzaddik, like Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa, would daven for Hashem to stop what everybody else needs, just because he has tsar, he's traveling, he's by himself, he's a yochid. And he's 
causing everybody else to lose out? That seems, that seems wrong for such a tzaddik. That's a very strong question. The Marsha says that maybe at that time the world did not need rain yet and it was raining and he was saying, come on, nobody needs it. Why am I suffering? But by the time he got home, it was the time of beginning of rain. So, of course, this is a nice way of um, explaining how Rabbi Hanina Mendoza was actually not asking for something that will cause anybody any harm. It was just for his comfort and nobody else would suffer. The only thing is that in the Lushan, and if we start paying attention to the wording of the story, um, the whole world is happy that there is rain and Hanina is suffering. So when the rain stops, so there is, it seems that he is kind of putting himself over the needs of the other people, at least in the warning. And also this concept of nachas, tsar, why choose these words? To understand the depth of this seemingly simple story, we really need to explore all of the actors in this story. And there are many items. First of all, we need to talk about the rain. What is rain? We need to talk about who is Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa. What was his real dargen? What kind of tzaddik was he? Then we will be able to explain the story uh, again from the beginning to the end, but in light of looking at the deeper meaning of rain and Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa. Let's begin with what the Gemara tells us that the rain only comes um, in the merit of the people. If the people have a schus. Okay, it says, The rain will only come if the sins of Bnei Israel have been um, atoned, forgiven. Because the rain really depends on the action of the people. Like the Pasuk says, And then it continues, The rain depends on our action. And that's why the Gemara says, Shel Israel, that the rain comes if our sins have been forgiven. That is interesting because the rain is something that comes from above. And yet it seems that it really originates from down below. Okay, so rain physically is also like that. How, how does rain begin? We just read, you know, uh, earlier um, last week. In the Torah, that when you have um, some kind of condensation that comes, the water from down below evaporates and goes up and then creates a cloud and then it comes down as a rain. So therefore the rain really originates from down below. That is Begashmias. And Beruchnias 
it is the same thing. It is Taki coming from Shemaim. Hashem is giving us the rain, which really represents our ability to have Parnasa. Um, because, you know, in Shmonesre, when you say Birka Sashanim, you daven for a, a good year with good crops and, uh, and that uh, the fields should yield all the fruits and so on. You, we don't have, most of us don't have any fields. But that's really a bracha for Parnasa because that rain in general is a, is an, is a symbol of Parnasa, Gishme Bracha. So the Parnasa is coming from above and yet it depends on our action. The rain, Kipshutoi, is coming from above, but it depends on the schus of the people. And in Hasidic terminology, it is called Isarusa Dileilo Shebe Isarusa Dilsato which means that it's really something that comes from above, but it was triggered by our own aspiration. So that's about rain. Now, let's talk about Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa. What do we know about Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa? Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa was one of those Chachamim who was not really known to be uh, one who had many Talmidim and yeshivas and so on. He was more one of those tzaddikim who learned for himself, daven for himself, on behalf of the people, for the people, but yet he was not directly involved with the people. The Alter Rebbe writes that there is a difference in one which we call the Shiva Royim and the Shmoina Nesichim. Shmoina Nesiche Adam. The Royim, the seven shepherds, are those tzaddikim who get involved directly with the people, hands-on. Just like a shepherd leads his flock directly, hands-on. And we have many of the Oves were, were, were Royim, Moshe Rabbeinu was a Royim, and, you know, Begashmias, there were shepherds, David Amelech and so on, but also Beruchnias, they were the kind of leaders that led the Bnei Israel with uh, an approach that is direct. On the other hand, we have the Shmoyin and Sichadom. Those are like the, the, the prince who sits in the palace and, and runs the, the country from his office, through his ministers or through other people. But he's there and he sets up the laws and he's, uh, he, 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 he rules, but without being directly involved. Those are the tzaddikim who have a great impact on the people on the nation, on the generation, but they do it more indirectly, which means they don't directly get involved with the people, but the schus of the mitzvahs, the Torah, the schus of the tefilis, goes and helps the people, perhaps but them remaining remote, removed, still has somewhat of an influence on the people, but an indirect one. Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa was one of those. And that's also, this, this idea, this concept is, is, is uh, strengthened by something we told in the Gemara, in Masachas Brachas, the Gemara says, Bechol yom vayoyim bas kol yeitzes, meachoyre voimeres kol ha'olam kuloi nizoyin bishvil Hanina beni. There is a bas kol that comes from our Sinai every day and says, the whole world is getting the sustenance because for the sake of Hanina, my son, Hanina b'ni da'iloi b'kaf charuvim erev Shabbos, erev Shabbos. But Hanina, Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa, for him it's enough to have just one kav of charuvim, 
which means it's a measure of, of uh, carobs, which is, grows abundantly in Eretz Yisrael, and it's not something that costs a lot. And that's enough for him, that's all he eats. One kaf charuvim a week. And yet, the whole parnasa that comes to the whole entire world, comes in his chus, even though all he needs is only a little bit. So what do we see from this? We see two things. The first thing we see is that is the type of tzaddikim that the whole world gets a benefit from, even though he's not involved with, him, with them. Where do we see that he's not involved with them? Well, the fruit that he eats, charuv. Charuv is a, a, a carob, but the word charuv also has a connotation of destruction. What does that refer to? The Gemara in Masechaz Rosh Hashanah, Daf Lamed Aleph, says, Shisa al have alma vechat charuv. The world will exist for 6,000 years, and the seventh millennium is the millennium of destruction, charuv. Um, there, there are many discussions, what does that really mean? Does it mean that the world will be entirely destroyed? Or does it mean that we are going to reach a more spiritual state uh, that's really what it is, that for 6,000 years we are busy with uh, a world that is entirely Gashmi, we refine it and so on. But by the year 6,000, when we reach the Elef Ashvi, we reach what is called Chat Charuv, which means um, a world that is entirely spiritual. Now, it is not a coincidence that the fruit that Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa ate, ate was Charuvim was a charuv. Because just like the seventh millennium is the time in which all existence is completely separated from Gashmi Sa'ilam and entirely spiritual, so is Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa. Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa, as we mentioned, he is one that is uh, from the Nesichim and not from the Roim, doesn't get directly involved with the people because he remains remote from the world. Okay, think about six days of the week and Shabbos, same cycle of six years and then Shemitah, and the same happens with six millennium and then the seventh millennium, which is Chat Charuv. So this concept of Chat Charuv, just like Shabbos is above Sheshesema Maise, and we don't get involved at all with any Gashmizike thing, which by the way, is the real reason why we don't do meloches on Shabbos, not because it's a prohibition and it's just a prohibitive day. No, it's not about restriction. It's that all the meloches are all references to our constant needs, food, housing, clothing. All meloches are related to these kind of things. And on Shabbos, we're above our physical needs. The same thing for the seventh millennium, Shat Charuv, and the same is for Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa. That's why he ate Kaf Charuvim, Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos. So, a little more about Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa before I go back into the story. Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa, even though he was um, separated from Gashmi Sa'ilam, he yet had an influence on the world, and that is because he positioned himself above the world. So he was able to connect to Hashem um, a lot easier than the rest of us. Because what is davening? Davening is compared to a sulam, mutzavartza, is a ladder, a ladder that goes up. We 
a time of davening, need to connect to Hashem, go up and connect to Hashem. Of course, in that Sula Mutzavatza, Roshama Gyashamaimo, there is also Malach Elokim Oilim Veyordim Boy. A ladder is not only used to climb up, it's also used to climb down. Yes, for climbing down, you need to climb up. So this is what the tefillah is. Going up in order to connect to Hashem and from there bring down all the amshaches and all the brachas that we need. Now imagine someone like Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa who's already up there. It is a lot easier for him to daven. And as a matter of fact, his teacher was Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai. Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was one of the greatest chachamim we had. And he said, it said about him, for 40 years he learned, for 40 years he taught. And some of those 40 years that he taught, he taught Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa. And the Gemara tells us, again, Seches Brachis, Aflamet Dalet, that once Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa went to learn Torah by Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai. And Rabbi Yechanan ben Zakkai's son became ill, and he was davening, it didn't help. So he told Rabbi Hanina, he says, Hanina, my son, daven for my son so he should live. Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa just put his hand between his knees and daven. Kind of, you know, closed myself up and he davened. And immediately the song got better. Rabbi Yechem ben Zakkai says, If ben Zakkai would put the head between his knees a whole entire day, nobody will pay attention. Which means he wouldn't be answered. So what do we see from this story? That even though it was Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa who was the Talmud of Rabbi Yechem ben Zakkai, but when Rabbi Yechem ben Zakkai needed somebody to daven, and Daven is, as I mentioned before, cleaving to Hashem. He went for Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa. He asked him to Daven. Because, as we mentioned, he was already separated from the world and closer to Hashem. Now that we understand what is rain and what, who is Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa, we are going to explain the story in the sequence of the way it is written. So Rabbi Hanina ben he was traveling on the road. And once again, every detail counts. Mehalach Baderech, going on the road, that's a reference of him being involved in Oil Why am I saying this? There's a letter that the Fredrik Rebbe writes to the Rebbe in which he explains the Sinian of the three, four stages. Is when the, you, you are sitting at home. That refers to the neshama being a lemailo before coming down into a goof. The neshama is home. But, it just sits. The neshama lemailo doesn't really have the ability to change things. Then, and when you are walking on the road, that refers to our involvement in Oilamaze, because Dafke in Oilamaze we are considered the Mehalech, one who walks, one who progresses. It is through our Avoida in Oilamaze that we could progress and bring our Neshama to a much higher level than it was before it came down. That's Uvlech involvement in Oilamaze. Ufshach Becha is when the time comes for the Neshama to lie down. 
meaning after one passes away, and Ufkumecha is what happens to the Neshama at Tchiasa Mesim. So we have these four levels, but now Rabbi Hanina ben Doisa is Mehalech Baderech. He was walking on the road. That means that he, at this time, was not as usual the Chat Charuv, the Shmoyna Nesichim, the Shiftecho Bevesecho that he usually was. The one who positioned himself above Oilamaze. There are times in which even people like Rabbi Hanina Ben Doisa get involved with the world to bring a schus to the world. And this was such a time. Mehalech baderech. But then came rain. So when the rain came, Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa says, Rain? Rain only comes when the, so, the sins of the people have been atoned. That means that even though I am baderech involved with the world, the Yidin don't even need me. They have their own schus. So what happened here? And he asked the question. Kol ha'ilom benachas. The whole world is at peace because their sins have been, has been forgiven. It's raining. V'chanina betzar, chanina is suffering. Chanina is suffering meaning chanina has lost of his chus. Because if I am baderech, if I am involved in oil this should not have been rain coming down in the schus of the people. The rain should have come only in the schus of Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa. Like we said, Kol ha'ilom nizoin b'schus Hanina beni. The whole world gets sustenance in the schus of Rabbi Hanina. But what's wrong if the Yidden have the schus that their sins have been forgiven? Well, there is a problem. It's also written, Kashe. A day of rain comes with its tribulations as a day of judgment. Imagine that. Hashem wants to give the rain and He says you didn't deserve it. You could be sure that there are going to be some kind of mekatrigimu going to go and argue. No, they don't deserve it. Anytime you go to court, someone's going to get hurt. So Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa is saying, why bother trying to find the schus of the people and give them rain when they could get their parnasa without the rain just because I am a halach baderech. I am involved with them in the rain, in, in, on the road. I am in oil You may ask, wait a second, how is anything going to grow if it's not going to rain? Well, we are told that in the days of the Yisurim of Rabbi, Rabbi the years in which Rabbi Yudah Anasi was suffering, it did not rain. And the Gemara says that even though it didn't rain, everything grew. Not only everything grew, but when they pulled out a tznoin, when they pulled out a radish from the ground, immediately that hole was filled up with water. The earth was so saturated with water that the Ebishtim made it that even without, without the rain, they had everything they needed. Or at least it could have been lacking the years of Shimon ben Shatach. We are told that in the years, the life of Shimon ben Shatach, the rain only came at night. Like seven, is at night, the nights when the people are not uh, traveling. 
So fine, if there has to be rain, the rain could have come at night. The fact that it's coming during the day, how do I know it's during the day? Well, because he is Baderech. Rabbi Hanira ben Daisa is traveling. And the halacha and is, one is always supposed to travel when it is daytime. So for sure, Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa wasn't traveling when it's night. So if it's raining, it's daytime. And if it's raining during the day, it's not such a nice thing as it was as the days of Rabbi Shem ben Shatach. So he's saying, if that's happening, that means that I lost maybe some of my schus. And that's the word betzar. Tsar doesn't only mean suffering, but tsar means reduced. See, when Lloyd was trying to run, he says to Tsoyar, he says, Vei mitzar. You know, the, the, the avoidance is small, or the distance is small. So when Sechanina Betzar means, Rabbi Hanina says, maybe I went down a notch for my darge. Immediately Hashem responds by stopping the rain. No, we could, the world could sustain itself in Yuschus. However, when he reached his house, and not only literally in the sense of the story, he reached his house, but when he went back to that level of the way the Neshama is higher than the world, he said to himself now that the He'orah, the light, the shining energy of Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa is not shining on the world because he is now back home. Then, it is the world that went down in his chus, in his mile. The world went down the darge because now there is not the he'orah of Rabbi Hanina on it. Vichanina ben Achas, on the other hand, Rabbi Hanina is happy, he's where he wants to be. His neshama separated from the world. By the way, about this idea, the Rebbe explains that Avram Avinu was Moiser Nefesh Begufoi Bemamoinoi Benishmosoi. Begufoi, in his body, when he was thrown into the Kifshon Aesh, Bemamoinoi, when he was readily giving out his. Uh, food to, to people, to travelers in the desert where it really was not found, so therefore it was very expensive. What is Benish Masoy? Mesus Nefesh, you know, Benafshoy, what does that mean? Mesus Nefesh in his soul. So he explains that, that Avram Avinu was Avram. Ultimate sublime wisdom. And instead of being a professor in Harvard, he was teaching simple nomads in the desert that there is a God and that when you eat, you have to make a blessing. That is the Mesus Nefesh. So therefore, this is just I'm saying, Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa, when he says Hanina ben Nachas, means that's where he wants to be. Now he's not involved with the world. He went over the stage of Mesus Nefesh, in fact, that's what he says when Rashi explains Chanina Benachas. Rashi says, "I have nothing that has been planted in the fields." That's a reference to something I mentioned before. 
The Pasuk tells us Sheshanim Tizra Sadecha. For six days, for six years, you are going to plant your fields, but on the seventh day is the Shemitah. That actually doesn't only mean the cycle of seven years of the Shemitah, but also the cycle of the seven millenniums. There is the Sheshanim Tizra Sadecha. That's referring to when we are busy with Oilamaze. But then the Shemitah is the Chat Charuf. When Rabbi Hanina ben Daisa says, and Basadois, I don't have any investment in the Sheshanim Tizra Sadecha, in the Gashmi Sa'ilam. I am back to my Chat Charuf. And then Asamit Mitra, the rain came down again. Now the Yidden need the rain because Rabbi Chaim ben isn't as involved as he was before. And the story concludes with the statement of Rav Yosef. And here again, you need to discuss who is Rav Yosef and what reference does he make. He refers, he reminds us that the beginning of the whole sugya was about the Kohen Gadol. And as I started by telling you that the Kohen Gadol on the holiest day of the year, in the holiest place in the world, the Kohen Gadol who was in the highest state of purity is davening for what? For Gashmias. The idea of the Kohen Gadol whose job was to serve in the Besamikdash to bring the Shekhinah Lemato, to bring a locust down in the world. And that's actually expressed in the fact that in that holiest of day and place and person, He's asking to be mamshich this holiness in Gashmi Sa'ilam in the rain. The way the world needs it, not the way the Oivred Rachim, the travelers, perceive it, but the way the world needs it. And that's the tefillah of the Kohen Gadol. Tefillah of Kohen Gadol is that the task, the ideal, is actually when there is a fusion of the Milo and the Mato. And who mentions this? Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef is known for a statement that he used to make on Shavuos, the day of Matan Toire, he would say, If not for that day on which the Torah was given, that caused me to become um, elevated, like Ashi says of the Lamadi Torah of Ramamti, how many Yosef there will be? There is in the street. There's plenty of Yosef in the street. The Pneumis Diki explanation of this is that the idea of Matan Torah is the ability not only that one position themselves go up higher than the world, not only that Hashpoes come from above and meet down here, the idea of Matan Torah is that the Elyonim Yirdu Lemato Tachtoinim Yalu Lemailo. Rav Yosef's statement was that the ideal avoid is when we are able to meet halfway, when we are able to raise, to rise, elevate ourselves, and to benefit from Rashpoat Akamile Mailo, and not only relying on what comes Mile Mailo. Or only relying on our own schus. And that's why he brings in, he says, well, that's the ideal. 
And yet Rabbi Chanan ben was in a different darge, was able to override this ideal. Let us realize that our Parnasa comes in the schus of our Avoider. That's the rain, that's our Parnasa. Let us make sure to try to rise and aspire to go higher and draw down all the brachas that we can bring down through our Avoida and be to have all the rain that is needed, Parnasa Be'achavah.